up your frozen dinners, grab your TV tray, and settle in for another episode of The Plus Platoon, your podcast for all things Disney Plus, brought to you by Disney Plus fans. Watch along with us every week as we cover all the new, the old, the good, and the bad on Disney Plus. So put down that remote, don't touch that dial, and welcome your fabulous Plus Platoon host. Hi everyone, I'm Derek and we are the Plus Platoon. Plus Platoon is a Disney Plus fan podcast that gives honest, spoiler-filled reviews of movies and shows on Disney Plus. We look at new releases, coming attractions, and we'll even go back into the vault to revisit some of the classic Disney that's on the platform. Make sure you're subscribed and you will never miss a moment. I would like to bring in Kate. Kate, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing so good. I get a good evening with my favorite tuners. So I'm Yay. good. <laughs> we are also joined by Rebecca. Rebecca, glad to see you back. Yeah, it's been a week, but it's been an eventful one. But I'm glad to be here to talk about some new attractions. Tonight. Yeah. And we have Sam. Sam, how's it going this evening? Good. Good to see you all. Although we just missed Kate for a second. I think she was trying to leave as soon as I came in. I was Thanks, cleaning Kate. my camera. <laughs> but it's great to see you all. Great to be back as I've been out for a couple of weeks as well. But it's so nice to see all my fellow platooners or tuners, as we like to yeah. say. And Pete should be joining us shortly. He is running a little late this evening, but we are going to start off, as always, Kate, with the Disney Plus news. What have we got this week? Bum, bum, ba, da, bum, bum. It's a Disney Plus news. If you don't know, I have a different theme song every week that I make up uh, two seconds before I have to say it. What's up, everybody? It's time for the Disney Plus news. We have a new trailer was released for Boba Fett series that is premiering on December 29th. The tank tagline is every galaxy has an underworld. So this may go into some of the previously unseen areas. It shows him living in Jabba's palace and basically taking over his business empire. Fascinating for all you Star Wars fans. And last but not least, Hocus Pocus 2 has announced most of its cast. In addition to the original Sanderson sisters, Doug Jones, who played Billy, is also coming back. The rest of the cast will be new to the series. The plot has been revealed as a set of adolescent girls who have figured out a way to bring the sisters back to life. So it's a great new plot, unlike the original in which an adolescent figure out in, in which an adolescent figures out a way to bring the sisters back to life. Really thinking outside of the box on this one. Thank you, Derek, for So basically, it's got the same plot as the mm-hmm. original movie is what Kate was trying yeah. to tell you all. <laughs> Anyway, um, really inventive, really original. Great. So great. Back to you, Derek. Yeah, we've got a good crowd with us tonight. We've got uh, Marianne here, Gina's here talking about the hotels. Don has decided to join us. Yay! Uh, Vicky is here. Um, as yeah, we've got, and they're all saying, you know, hi Rebecca, hi Sam. Mary's, you know, Marianne's wondering where Pete is, and Gina says she can't wait. Uh <laughs> 
for fed up um mary tracy as long as they don't ruin our hocus pocus well it sounds like the same movie so you know it can't be that bad okay i guess if they do it a lot worse than the first they could ruin it so we'll see we'll see (laughs) sadly we have at least another year to wait for that one so it breaks (laughs) my heart okay this week, we have gone back to the Behind the Attraction series. We have uh, This week, we are talking about the Castles episode and the Disneyland Hotel episode. Starting off with the Castles episode, Sam, I'm going to ask you, is the Castles episode worthy of a royal stay? Or is it worthy of a royal visit? Presenting the Royal Castle. I needed to do a Kate inspired (laughs) theme song for this one. Um, I would say, yes, this was worthy of a Royal visit. Now the behind the attraction series has not been my favorite series overall, but these two episodes, I would say were actually my two favorites. Spoiler alert. The hotel one was my number one favorite, but this castle episode was really interesting. Um, I learned a bunch of facts about the castles I didn't know. For example, about, I think it was the Hong Kong uh, castle was reversed in a different direction than the castles at all the other theme parks because of feng shui issues. And they needed to have the mountains kind of behind the castle instead of the mountains to the side or in front of the castle. Um, Just some really interesting facts. Uh, The original castle at Disneyland was not actually built at the spot that Walt had marked off where it should originally be built. Um, So some really fun facts. Learned a lot about the castles around the world and how they were designed and how uh, castles in other locations or uh, parks in other locations all wanted the Magic Kingdom castle from Walt Disney World. There's Pete. Hey, Pete. Welcome. (laughs) So I thought it was I thought it was an interesting episode. A lot of facts I didn't know. If you are a Disney history buff. This and the Disneyland Hotel episode will be the episodes for you. I would say even more than the than the other attractions episodes. What did you think, Pete? Um, yeah, um, the castle episode. I I sorry. I love that kind of stuff. I'm totally. Why are you not laughing? I skipped. I'm sorry. I skipped Derek because I was wanting Pete to join in on the show. Did right you show away. 100% skip Derek. It was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Derek, come on. You go. You go. Derek, you're muted, my dear. Which made yeah. it even better. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. I'll just sit here and wait. No. Go ahead, Derek. Um, this reminded me. But Pete looked so nice with his tie and everything. <laughs> I felt like he deserved a proper introduction. This is a Haunted uh-huh. Mansion tie, too, I got on. So. Oh, nice. <laughs> um, you know how the royalty has castles that they never visit in England, but sometimes might show up for to me, that was this. If you have seen Imagineering story, all this information is in Imagineering story. Um, I did not get anything out of much out of new from this uh, the highlight of the video for me was the sleeping beauty walkthrough at disneyland when they showed that it's up in the castle nothing wrong with it i don't feel like it was a productive 45 minutes knowing the imaginary story is out there now let's go to kate no pete okay so what did you think of it pete 
You know, I enjoyed this episode. Um, the, I agree. There wasn't really a lot new that I, that I found out about it, but like the castles are the heart of the Disney parks. And so I appreciated that they didn't just do episodes that were about the, um, about the rides, you know, that they did something about the castles, which are, which for the most part, there's not really much to the castles other than the visual of the castle. And so I thought, I thought, you know, if you're not like, you know, if you haven't seen the Imagineering story and things like that, I thought it was cool. I, I really enjoyed the episode uh, about the castles and I was glad they went through all the different castles around the world. And, you know, you found out a little bit about each one of them. So I thought it was cool. Uh, Kate. Yeah. Um, did you start? This was not, no, uh, Sam started. This was not my favorite of all of the ones we have watched of the behind the attraction. Um, but I did, I found it very fascinating. Um, oh, Sam, I think what you were saying about the feng shui and, and how the castles all face the South, um, which I wasn't, I thought was really, was really great. Um, and I loved when they were talking about Disneyland Paris and how they like, I didn't, I, first of all, I never knew that there were that many castles in France, like 45,000 castles or something. Um, and I, I loved, um, I was also shout out to so many women Imagineers that were working on these castles. Like there were so many women Imagineers shout out to them, but um, I loved it when they talked about this, what stood out to me most, was Disneyland Paris. Also, how Walt, being such a forward thinker, like, no, he didn't do a Snow White castle. He did a Sleeping Beauty castle and the movie hadn't even come out yet. Like, if that doesn't, if that doesn't show you Walt Disney in, in a nutshell, like, that is Walt. He was always thinking ahead. He was always thinking forward. Um, and as a business genius, Marketing. Genius, Genius marketing. marketing. And as a business person, like it, it literally boggles my mind. And then to be like, yeah, we've got this castle. Let's see, take it a step further with the dragon. And it was so good. Oh, excuse me. Um, but yeah, I just loved all of the innovation. And can you imagine just being the guy who got the call or the email that said, Can you build a castle? And then he showed it to his friend. And his friend was like, I think they want you to build a castle. And he was like, I cried. I called my wife and I cried. And those those moments just make all of these people seem so human to me. So, Rebecca, what about you? Yeah. Uh, it's hard because I know I want I want to talk positively about the show's content, but the way it's produced is so cringy for me. Like, I really love the way that the behind the series uh, like the other series that we have that are behind how the animations are created and in the different roles that are in disney and, and all of those things are very serious all of these behind the attractions ones seem so put together last minute kind of high school project type and it's i know that it's not that way so i have to like look outside of the production value that went into this and focus on content content wise i think that they 
they they throw a lot at you and it's constantly moving especially the this castle episode they had six castles to get through and so they were constantly going one to one to one to the next um so I liked that there was a lot of information there. Um, I think the one thing that I would have loved to just eat, be a part of or see in the future is a organized chaos of just running into the park down the street to see the castle. To me, that was probably the one the one part that stuck out to me most about um, the Disneyland castle. Um, I guess what I didn't know was that some of the... Um, the castles overseas wanted exact replicas of Disney World. So that was really interesting to me to see. I've only seen the Disney World castles, so it doesn't have that forced perspective like I know Main Street does. So to me, it yeah, is just this monstrous yeah, tower. Yeah. They told us yeah. it didn't. Yeah. The, the top it's is still, it's just not as much. Yeah. yeah, it's not as much as the uh, it's not as much as Disneyland because okay, it's like Disney- but it's like over a hundred yeah. feet taller than yes. the Disneyland yeah. castle. So I guess it doesn't to me it doesn't look like it has that right. right? Um, yeah, and so I that to me was also interesting that I, I just didn't know that um, they had wanted exact replicas and copies and of of that castle because it is really beautiful. So I'm glad that that happened. Um, but I, I, content wise, I think this is a great series. I want them to do more rides um, besides just like the classic ones that they've put out. Um, and we'll get to the hotel one in a second. But I think this episode specifically was good because like Pete had said, the castles are very iconic in terms of going to Disney World and going to you know any Disney park around the world. So I'm glad that we got to see a lot more information just about how they were created. Yeah. And Gina says she agrees about the interesting castle facts. Uh, Mary says Pete's right. The castle is a centerpiece. I like that they had a show focusing on the castles. Also calls it like a public relations project. I would say it's more of a sales pitch of a, hey, come see these. Come see this stuff at our parks. Come see this stuff at our parks. By the way, we need people to come to our parks. Um, And Gina says why she likes it. But I feel like that has kind of been... A lot of these episodes have have mm-hmm. been like that, especially yeah. the Jungle Cruise episode. Yeah, I would say the behind the attractions is on the fluffier side of these type of things. When we talk about like the Imagineering story being much more like data focused or whatever you want to call it, like like information focused. These are fluff, but they are. I still think they're interesting. I still think they're yeah. giving us giving us interesting facts. And I think they're pointed towards people that maybe aren't experts in the Disney parks. And I think they're still a lot of fun. Okay. Now, speaking of castles, guys, what is the best Disney parks castle? Rebecca, we're going to start with you. What's the best Disney parks castle? So like I previously said, biased wise, I feel like I can only speak on the ones that I've seen. Um, Disney World has to be my favorite, but the one that I am most excited to see that I know I will see is probably Shanghai. I can't even imagine just how 
absolutely massive it is. And I, after watching this episode and seeing pictures of it happen, you know, while it was being built and stuff, I, I need to go see it. I've always wanted to visit, you know, Asia and just those countries in general anyway. I'm you know, Tokyo as well, but Shanghai for me is, is one of my goals that I need to go see. But again, I don't want to speak on things that I'm not really sure about. So Disney World. And I will say the updated Disney World, the one that they have now, I like the pink more than the old Cinderella blue. So pink Disney World castle, <laughs> my favorite. Sam? I am going to give a very specific castle, kind of similar to what Rebecca just said. She picked the the pink Disney World Cinderella's castle. Um, so I have been to Disneyland, Disneyland Paris, and Disney World. I have not been to any of the Asia parks. Um, so I'm not going to pick those because I haven't seen them in person, even though I've seen them in videos. There's ones, obviously, I'd, I'd love to see in person. But <laughs> even though I'm a Disneyland person... I'm going to tell you that the castle that I love the most is the 25th anniversary Cinderella's mm. Cake Castle. I, you and Mary I love Ann. that Cake Castle. I'm not even, did you see it in person? <laughs> oh. Oh. Yes, I was there. I was there during the 25th anniversary. I thought it was so fun because it's like so cartoony. It's over the top, cartoony, candy. It looks like a like a Hansel and Gretel house. I kind of I loved it because it's so weird and so cartoony. Derek, I know you hate me, but whatever. So you're next. Um. <laughs> Yeah, we're going to go to a three-person show next week, I think. Um, but for me, it's... I'm going a little out of the box here. It's Cinderella Castle at Tokyo. It's the original paint job on the Cinderella Castle. That, for me, is the most iconic castle. I'm hoping Magic Kingdom goes back to that in 2023. I'm not holding my breath, but I'm hoping it does because one reason I have optimism for that, all the Lego sets, all the um, promotional material, all the models are still the white and blue. So I'm hoping this, they just did this for the anniversary, realize their mistake, like with the cake castle and move back. Pete, how about you? J'adore le Chateau de la Belle à Bois de Mont. <laughs> how often, how many times did you have to practice that? I'm just curious. <laughs> that was the first time I tried it. So that was oh, pretty nice. good. Um, <laughs> no, I, um, I love the Florida castle, but I'm really excited someday to see the, the one in France. I really think that it's very fantastical, very, I mean, they talked about it on the show that it's really a fantasy castle. And so I'm very excited to see that castle someday. So that would, that would be, um, of the castles I've seen images of, that's the one I'm most looking forward to seeing. I do love the magic kingdom, Florida castle. It's just so, it's so big. You walk down main street. I mean, I've seen both the Disneyland and you know, I go to Disneyland and like, I'm like, it's, it's a castle so tiny. It's not, you know, it just, it's it so just tiny. doesn't work for me. <laughs> um, I, I love the Florida one, but I, I'm really excited to someday see the, the one in France. So what about you? Yeah. So uh, full disclosure, I have only ever experienced Disneyland and Disney World. 
Um, I think Disneyland probably has the better castle only because only because it's the original. It's the one that Walt walked through. It's like that nostalgia. Now, that being said, Walt Disney World Castle is by far my favorite, but I am super partial. Um, I have performed on the castle stage hundreds of times um, and and gotten to... I mean, my break room literally was in the castle. Um, I've been in the Cinderella suite so cool. uh, multiple times. It's There is something... Um, it will always make me choked up to walk through that mm-hmm. castle. It will always... Um, there is something just so ma- magical about it. Uh, I a little bit disagree with Rebecca. I actually liked the blue um, only because it set it apart from the Disneyland castle because Disneyland is pink. That's the only reason I think it's so beautiful. I think the pink is so beautiful. <laughs> it really is. But I liked that silver and that blue color to, to offset the difference there. Um, but I can tell you, there is nothing like standing on the castle stage um, and telling people that that dreams come true. Like there's nothing like it. So that's true. Yep. That is it's, it's, it's the Disney world castle for me. I don't, I didn't think that the blue one was like the ugliest thing I've ever seen. I'm not saying that it was like disgusting, but to me, it, Compared to the pink that it became, it looked washed out. Like when I see the pictures now and and contrasted to how colorful Main Street is too. looking at the end of this corridor of Main Street, you just see this kind of blue and white that contrasts with the clouds and the sky. And to me, the pink just shone so much. It was literally, yeah, it popped. So my compromise would be a brighter, more pigmented blue. I don't, I think Cinderella's blue, right? Like that's her dress. So if we did go back to something and maybe keeping the gold, I think the gold on top of the, of the spindles would be beautiful and just making the the base of the castle, just a more pigmented blue, I think would be, would be nice too. I love that. I will say that one thing I miss from staying on property was the ferry ride over to the magic kingdom in the mornings and seeing the castle come up. That was always, cause we never stayed on property when I was young. So that was always the, okay, we're finally at Disney is coming around that mm-hmm. Island and seeing the castle get bigger. One thing I liked about the white castle is it shut. It, it was brighter on sunny days. It, it shone mm-hmm. the bright white just glowed. So to me, that's one reason I liked the white. Uh, let's go uh, see some of the comments back here. We've got uh, Vicky saying that Sleeping Beauty Castle, it's, you know, it's the original use of intellectual property in the parks. Yes. And I like, Kate, how you mentioned how far ahead he was thinking on that. It was brilliant. I will say, though, the fact that they had to rotate the top 180 degrees so it didn't just look like New Schweinstein kind of says something on the originality of it. But yeah. anyway. <laughs> uh, Steve says Disneyland Paris because of the cool dragon in the basement. Yes, that looked really, uh, that was really awesome. Gina says uh, 
going 2023, Pete. There's a group of them going with Sandy. So Ryan says it's uh, Disneyland Paris. And um, and Marianne agreed with me. Um, <laughs> Marianne's comment made me laugh oh, out loud, but oh, luckily uh, I was muted. So yeah, the the cat, the <laughs> Kate Castle, yeah, the cake. <laughs> and then Sam goes along and actually agrees with her. So you know, no accounting <laughs> for taste. So, hey. <laughs> oh, hey. Oh, that that cake castle was the worst, Sam. I don't understand that. No, my, my okay. worst trip so was for bad. that castle. It's so fun. But when you think about that's the only castle some people have ever seen. It's it's just that's kind of yeah, weird. Uh-huh. It was hideous. It was it was terrible. I I just thought it was so it was very weird, but in such a fun, cartoony way. And that's what I, I listen. I was also a teenager at the time. Right. So it was like, right. So I was there for like, I was there for my 16th birthday on the 25th anniversary. And it was just so fun. I had been to Disney world before um, and Disneyland before. And so that, but it was, just the first time I'd ever seen the castle look different, yeah. right? Like I'd seen Sleeping Beauty Castle, I'd seen Cinderella Castle, but I'd never seen the castle look any different. It always looked the yeah. same. I still love it. I still talk about it. I still remember it. Oh, from, I, we all you know, remember 25 it. years we ago. We all remember right? it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> from 25 years ago, though, people still talking about it. So you know it's memorable. That's along the line. It's memorable. I don't, I've... I've never, I've only seen pictures of it, but maybe twice. So when doesn't even pop, I mean, 25 years ago, I was not born. So right. I exactly. had no idea that it had popped up because it went away as fast as it came. Yeah. So, okay. The other episode we watched this week was about the Disneyland hotel. And Kate, I'm going to go with you for the episode. Are you checking in on the episode or are you checking out? Which way are you going? Yeah, this was actually probably one of my favorite episodes um, from the Behind the Attraction. Uh, totally honest, I have not stayed in a lot of Disney resorts, mostly because we didn't come to Disney when I was a kid because we didn't have a lot of money. And as soon as I moved moved to Orlando, I started working for Disney. And so I never had time to stay in a resort because I was always working at them. Um, but I just found this episode fascinating. The between um, just the history of the Disneyland Hotel into the history of the contemporary, which I have worked in and have have um, been in many times in the Polynesian, same thing. Um, and I, again, it goes back to Walt and his vision. How I, it boggles my mind that I never knew that of him saying no. I don't when they leave the park. I want the magic to continue that like that. Oh my gosh. I know. Like, I know that we all have an appreciation for Walt Disney, but these two episodes and just his forward thinking just boggle blows my mind. So, um, and how it wasn't just, no, you're going to come and sleep at the hotel and that's it. Like, no, we want you to still feel like you are part of the magic that you have stepped away from your life and you are now in this, this beautiful, like it's just, and, and yeah, Don said, and, and, and Jack, their vision, Mm -hmm. it just like, I just, I was just watching this one and 
I realized, oh my God, he's totally right. From everything, from how the how the cast members greet you, you walk into the Polynesian, they say aloha, like you, what they're wearing, how they speak to you, the way you're treated, the way the rooms look, um, even the smells. It's so good. And that is what set to me, that is what sets Disney apart from any other big corporation like this is that attention to detail. Um, I, I loved, I love, I would go back and rewatch this episode. Um, cause I feel like I missed so much information. Yeah. I loved it. Rebecca, what do you got? I really think I'm going to be alone on this. It, it wasn't my favorite. And that is just because I care more about the parks and the rides and things more than the hotels. Not to say that the hotels aren't amazing. I've stayed in almost every hotel that's on Disney World property. I've never been to California or anywhere else. I love, we we do resort only stays. So I love the hotels and I love getting to spend time there. To me, just and it most, not most of it, but half of it is just that production quality that is of the show itself. It's hard to watch in the first place. So for it to be about something that it just, that to me just doesn't click, doesn't pique my interest. It's just hard to watch. I'm, I'm 100% informative. The stories are always amazing. I want that. I want that information just conveyed in a better way. For me, it just does not hit me the way that I receive information about history. I'm not history person. I'm not um, document person, anything like that. So it has to be a very specific way or about a big, huge interest for me. And that just unfortunately was not the case here. Um, I, I had to leave it on in the background type of thing. I couldn't really sit down and watch it because it just wasn't grabbing me like the other episodes. But it's not to say it wasn't amazing. It's just not for me the type of history on on that hotel that I would like to see. So, Sam. So I am the exact opposite of Rebecca on this um, because I love Disneyland. I love Disneyland history and I love the Disneyland hotel. This was my hands down favorite episode of the Behind the Attraction series. As I said earlier, I wasn't a huge fan of the series um, initially, but these two episodes really turned me around. Um, I loved learning everything about the Rather family. I did know that the Rathers um, had owned and controlled the hotel but I didn't know a couple of interesting facts like that they could have built Disneyland hotels in other places around the country and didn't. Right. They, they had the, the rights to the name Disneyland Hotel. Um, I didn't know, for example, that there was a dentist on site, that there was a pharmacy on site, that there was a liquor store on site. All of these things. Um, another thing that I thought was fascinating and I, I hadn't realized it because the Disneyland Hotel and Disneyland were before I was born um whereas disney you know disney well disney world uh was as well but much closer but disneyland hotel i didn't realize that this was really the first hotel for families that other that hotels prior to this time 
really were for the businessman, the business traveler, which were men at the time, right? So they didn't have, you know, a second bed in the room, right? So they were innovative and did this Murphy bed thing. The, the idea that families would travel to go to an amusement park simply didn't exist before Disneyland. And it was a, a concept when they built the Disneyland Hotel. So they were doing this all on a hope and a prayer that it would, that Disneyland would catch on and that people would come, right? It's sort of a uh, field of dreams. If you build it, they will come scenario, but you don't know if something like that is going to work. Um, and then there was a comment. I, I don't remember who it was. Oh, it was Marianne that she was amazed that Walt gave up so much control of the resort because it had his name on it. That's huge. I mean, everything else with the Disney name on it was controlled by Walt and Roy and the company. Right. But the fact that he gave his friend, Jack rather the ability to, you know, to use his name on his hotel. And then I have to mention this one other point and then I'll pass it to Derek. But the fact that um, Mrs. Rather, I can't remember her first name, but the fact that it was her essentially her dying wish to return the Disneyland hotel or to to sell the Disneyland hotel to Disney so that Disney would control it. Um, so it couldn't get bought by some random third party sometime in the future. I thought that was lovely. Maybe a little bit of a bad financial decision on the part of her family to sell. Who knows? Uh, but I thought it was a beautiful and loving and wonderful thing and a wonderful honor to, you know, her family's memory and a wonderful honor to Walt and Roy's memory as well. So loved it. Benita Granville, Don is telling me. Thank you, Don. Bunny. Um, Derek, over to you. I'm checking in, but I'm probably checking out before breakfast. Um, And I'll explain (laughs) why. I loved the first 30 minutes of this show. I I loved a lot of it. I knew, but learning some of the process of getting the hotel set up, and then the process of getting it into the Disney portfolio, um, as Dan said, as Don says, it was crucial to Disneyland's success. Being able to have people stay there was critical for them. I'm leaving early. I did not like the fact that they went to all of the other hotels if they had called this hotels fine wonderful to call this disneyland hotel and then to spend at least a third of the episode talking about contemporary and the poly and the sales pitch for alani and all those other things with not talking about the dvc tower they're building at disneyland hotel to talk about all these other things but not that or trader sam's or trader sam's or i any of it i would and again don definitely agrees with me and for those of you who have watched it don is one of the historians in the show so it's a great honor to have him on here tonight by the way and so i the disneyland hotel stuff i loved the other stuff it's one of those okay we have to throw something to the people that only like disney world so this is why we're going to have it in there (laughs) so but That's a totally fair criticism. That is fair. So I would have to say, I mean, I loved, I agree with you that I loved the Disneyland part of it, seeing the history of it. And again, seeing that, um, you know, the rather family kind of revolutionized vacation stays. I mean, if you think about it, like back then uh, the Disneyland was directed for Californians, right? It wasn't people flying from all over the country coming to it. 
But Anaheim was really far away from Los Angeles. So people would have to drive down and this gave them the place to stay that you stayed in the magic. And I think to me and my family, a big part of Disney is staying in the magic. We call it the Disney bubble, right? You go and you stay at the resorts and you are in Disney 24 seven. And, um, you know, that was really developed at Disneyland and with the Disneyland hotel. So, um, you know, and, and, and thank you, Don, for like coming (laughs) from watch for watching us, because that was really exciting to see you, um, to see someone that was involved with this show and involved with the history of, of the Disneyland hotel that could come in and comment on this. But like, I still, when I go out to California, I haven't stayed at the Disneyland hotel, but that's my favorite location there. I've stayed at grand Californian. I cannot wait till there's a DVC rooms at the Disneyland hotel because you feel the history there. And there's so much when walking through that hotel, seeing the history Um, you know, they have like these murals and everything about the history of that hotel and it is so cool. And I, I just, I just, I love that hotel and I loved this episode. So, um, I agree that towards the end when they started talking about like, I kind of liked where they talked about Disney world and maybe the contemporary and the poly, but once they got to like the more modern hotels, it's like, nah, you don't need to talk about those. There's nothing. I mean, yeah, they're Disney hotels, <laughs> but you know, you could skip that. But, um, um, I think that, um, I, the, the history of the Disneyland hotel, that was fantastic because as we said, there were two visionaries here. It was Walt. And then it was, was, the uh, you know, the, the family, uh, that developed that hotel and really made it, the first of the true experiences that you're at this hotel. So I thought it was cool. I thought it was cool. What about you, uh, Kate? No, wait, you already covered it, right? Yeah. I did, but I I wanted to comment on what Derek said. Uh, I wanted more about the Disneyland hotel. Mm -hmm. I wanted more about it because you're right. It should have been called just hotels or resorts. Um, yeah, but I want more or the or the birth of, or the birth of Disney hotels or something like that. Right. Because it was really about the beginning. It was it was about the Disneyland Hotel because the Disneyland Hotel was really the birth of Disney resorts. Right. I mean, even though it was owned by the Rather family, it was still the first of its kind and and was then obviously a bit of a model for the future um, for the future hotels. So it could have been something like the birth of the hotels. Yeah. yeah. Um, Gina says, you know, add that Disneyland Hotel was 80s and 90s was a free destination in itself. And they talked about that. But Gina was there. So yes. definitely, you know, living an example of you know, go there. It's like the resort only stays at Disney World. You go there or just go there for the day visit and lots mm-hmm. of fun stuff. Um, Marianne says the vision to make the monorail go to the hotel. Yes. Back in that time. So amazing. Uh, being a kid the monorail comes right to your hotel having experienced that it's really really cool um i really wish that that i i really wish of all things to bring back from the the days past of the disneyland hotel that is the thing i want them to bring back they i'm sure they never will is it not running there at the moment no, it only runs to Disney uh, downtown oh, Disney. It yeah, doesn't it, run it, all it the way to the hotel. It almost makes it to Disneyland Hotel, but not quite. 
Okay. Right. Right. Um, and uh, Chris Rather, who was the son, said it was his father's favorite business venture by far. I can see that. And you can tell that with the love that he put into it. Yeah. Um, and mm-hmm. as Mary Tracy says, uh, what a wonderful legacy he built. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Oh, hey. So speaking of hotels, guys, what is your favorite Disney hotel? Pete, we're going to start with you. Favorite Disney hotel? Animal Kingdom. I, I love Animal Kingdom Lodge. Uh, the, just just this idea that you're part of part of a safari that you can go out and see these animals. I think it's the ultimate level of immersion. Um, in California, the Disneyland Hotel is my favorite, but in in overall, I think the uh, the Animal Kingdom Lodge is just I love it. So, Kate. Well, Pete stole mine. Um, <laughs> mine is also the Animal Kingdom Lodge. Um, yeah, going out and seeing these exotic animals right outside your door. Um, the food is so good. It's all so good. Um, and mind you, I haven't. St- I have to be honest. I haven't stayed in a lot of them, so that's one thing. Um, I love. I don't know if they still do it or not. I do love the Grand Floridian at Christmas. Um, they used to have the, the gingerbread, gingerbread house, house. The gingerbread house. They're building yep. it as we speak. Yep. I, so the Grand Floridian pulls a close second. I love how they they sometimes will have the piano player in there. It just feels so regal to me. Um, so I also love the Grand Floridian. But that's me. What about you, Rebecca? I am very much a toss up between the Wilderness Lodge and the Riviera. Um, I'm such a I'm a fan of some new money at Riviera. <laughs> I think it's, it's as beautiful as it's they beautiful. get. Um, you've got the, the most amazing food I've ever had on property is is at the Riviera at Topolino's during breakfast. Um, but the the quick service there also Primo Piatto is just perfect. The views, I mean, the Skyliner going over Caribbean Beach and the water and look sitting outside there is the French music that's playing in the background. They have the little coffee bar and the, it's beautiful. Wilderness Lodge at Christmas is where you cannot get beat. That tree is as I mean, cabins in, in Florida is unheard of, right? So getting to experience a woodsy cabin for Christmas is a dream come true. I used to you do woods and snow and stuff for Christmas. So getting to kind of relive that here is, is perfect for me. So I, I can't pick between the two, um, but Wilderness Lodge or the Riviera. Sam, how about you? Well, it's so hard to pick. I also love Riviera. I love the beach club. Um, I love Aulani. Um, but my two favorites, and it's a really close, are in California. I mean, Disneyland Hotel is amazing. It would be more amazing because it's so classic and iconic. And the rooms are also quite big. Um, It would be even more amazing if they restored some of its old glory, like having the monorail come all the way to the hotel. But I have to give the number one spot just to buy a tiny smidge to the Grand Californian. That lobby is just incredible. It's it's very similar to Wilderness Lodge for people who haven't been to the Grand Californian, but have been to Wilderness Lodge. Um, it's grand. It's beautiful. And then, of course, it has like exclusive access to my favorite Disney park, 
Disney's California Adventure. I mean, what could be better, Derek? Um, so everybody else is wrong. Because <laughs> when you close your eyes and someone says Disney Hotel, you think of the contemporary. That's true. You're it's got right. the monorail. It's got Mary Blair. You can walk to Magic Kingdom. It's on the lake. It's got the vacation club things attached. It's the icon of all Disney hotels. How can that not be the best? Is my favorite Disney hotel? Yes, it has the Incredibles, but I'm, that seems to be the trend. So I'm not even counting that. The best Disney hotel is the Contemporary because it is the just, Disney hotel. Just because it's the first one I picture, Derek, doesn't mean it's the best. I'm just oh, going to say that. For me, growing up, it was always, can I stay in the Contemporary? Can, am I ever going to be able to yes. stay in the contemporary? Yes. Having actually stayed there once, it was everything I thought it was going to be. So mm -hmm. uh, Steve, Steve a has cool a vote place. for the Grand Cal. Um, Gina says Alani, but Grand California and Wilderness Lodge are her two and three. Marianne uh, says true to form for Saratoga Springs Flophouse. Um, excuse me. Um, Ryan says the, the Grand Destino. That's at uh, Coronado Springs. Ryan, I actually stayed there like two weeks after it opened. It is deluxe for moderate prices. It is. I've heard it's amazing. Now, I've heard it's like the best. They, now they made one mistake. There's no ceiling fans, oh. but you can get like six box fans. So in those those hot summer days, but the Grand Destino, I will agree, Ryan is definitely amazing. Don is sticking sticking true to form, going to Disneyland Hotel. I will say I've never stayed out there, so I can't judge those fairly. But I mean, I, I would vote I, for that one if you're in California. Okay, definitely. I, I I think it depends what you're looking for in California, right? If you. I, I think both. So I would for sure pick both of those over Paradise Pier. Okay. But I do think that there is there are some benefits to both the Grand Cal and to the Disneyland Hotel. If you're looking for that iconic Disneyland history, you want to stay at the Disneyland Hotel. If you're looking for that early and easy park access, you want the okay. Grand Californian so into California. I will say, I say Grand Cal wins on location, but Disneyland Hotel wins on everything else. Sorry. <laughs> okay, because I will say we are looking at going out there because there is a certain draw that is going to be returning to Disneyland soon. A hint, it happens at night. And it's just, uh <laughs> starts with one long bass note and should be back at Disney World where it belongs. Guys, the Main Street Electrical Parade is coming back to Disneyland. <laughs> oh, uh, I've seen I it there. Yeah. It's mm -hmm. It's really fun. So, um, and didn't yes, have to there are a lot you. Of cats. lots of cats live there throughout early in the morning. That's why you never see any. Although I will say, even mice at Disney are cute. But yeah, mm -hmm. they have lots of. Cats. You see lots of cats on like a downtown Disney yeah. too. Like in all of the Disney property in California, you see lots of cats. There's lots mm -hmm. of cats. Wait, next week, guys, we are sticking with behind the attraction. We're going to be going, heading towards the World's Fair of 1964. The two episodes we're going to watch are episodes 8 and 10, which are It's a Small World and 
Hall of Presidents, which originated with the Abraham Lincoln figure for the 1964 World's Fair. So those are the two episodes we're going to be watching for next week. So we're going to stick with those. I will say then on November 13th, we're going to have a special episode reviewing Jungle Cruise. It will be at our normal time on that Saturday night, but we will be talking about Jungle Cruise. Going to do it on Sunday, Saturday, sorry, Saturday, Saturday, because the following Wednesday will be when Shang-Chi comes out. And yeah, in two weeks, yeah, two weeks, the 13th, that following Wednesday, we'll be reviewing Shang-Chi because on the 12th, they both come out on Disney Plus Day. Another. Yeah. So you get two episodes of the tuners that week. You get a Saturday episode. You get a a Tuesday, then you get a Saturday, then you get a Tuesday again. So that's three episodes in only two weeks. It's not just Platoon Day, it's Plus Saturday. Platoon Saturday. (laughs) (laughs) If we, and yeah, Gina on that Tuesday show for Shang-Chi, Gina will be joining us on camera. So, because we have various people heading to Disney World and potentially other issues. So, guys, if you have ideas for shows coming up, I know we have a lot of ones coming up. We've got Hawkeye starting up, then we'll have Boba Fett, but we will, we are looking for other ideas to come in. Email us at plusplatoon at gmail.com. We are on Facebook. Twitter, Instagram, thanks Pete, uh, YouTube at plusplatoon.com. We are on all major podcasting uh, services. Please subscribe, then go over to Apple Podcasts and give us those five-star reviews and let us know what you think so we can get out to more people because more people need to be listening to this stuff. If you guys have any questions, please let us know. We are on every Tuesday at nine o'clock Eastern. And with that, guys, we are going to say good night. Good night, everyone. Good night. Thanks for watching this week's episode of the Plus Platoon. Be sure to subscribe to the Plus Platoon podcast to keep getting great content each week. Then head over to Apple Podcast and leave those five-star reviews as they help make the Plus Platoon visible to even more Disney Plus fans. Also, go to YouTube and like and subscribe to the Plus Platoon channel where you can watch all future episodes live. If you have a question for the Plus Platoon, please send us an email to plusplatoon at gmail.com or connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at Plus Platoon. The Plus Platoon is a Disney Plus fan podcast and is not affiliated with the Walt Disney Company or the Disney Plus streaming service. All opinions expressed on the show are solely those of the individual hosts and in no way reflect the views of the Walt Disney Company. Thanks for watching and be sure to stay tuned for next week's episode because the Plus Platoon is to be continued. Continued.